Beautiful listeners, you know we love you, and we appreciate all the support you've given us to this point. If you would like to further support us in our art, in our effort to allow these wonderful conversations to continue to take place, head over to patreon.com slash inside the sound. Beautiful listeners, welcome back inside the sound. This is Michael. And this is Ryan. Although the gypsy king might be in the house today. I don't know. We'll really? see. You'll let us know later, maybe. That'd be fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad. I miss the gypsy king. Do. Uh we we have a very special guest today that we the wickedly talented. The one and only. Would you introduce yourself to to our listeners? Sure. Um, this is Sonia Nubis here. Uh, I'm the guitarist from heavy metal band Cobra Spell and death metal band Crypta. Woo. Welcome. Woo. Awesome. <laughs> Thank Heck you yeah. so much for having me. We need like a little like um, Bill and Ted's like guitar riff that we can all hear guitar button. to when we say someone's name. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's a great idea. Yeah. That's the way to do it. When we have uh, guitar players on, you know, it's probably what we should do. I unfortunately don't have my guitar with me. So if I had it, I would I would try to do it, but (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate your spirit. Some improvisation here and there. (laughs) (laughs) So Sonia, for starters, um How would you describe the process of you becoming the guitar player that you are? How did it, how did it all start? Yeah. So, um, my, my passion for playing the guitar really started with appreciating the music itself, the heavy music that I started liking. Um, I was hugely inspired by this uh, American rock band named Kiss, you know, the guys that wear makeup and, uh, look very extravagant. I was, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, I was hugely inspired by that just because they were looking very cool on stage and uh, they, they, it really showed that they had a lot of fun on stage. And this is something I also wanted to experience. But if I didn't play an instrument, it's not something that I could directly uh, reach. So I really um, thought, OK, I have to start playing an instrument. So uh, since I was um, I, I thought Gene Simmons was the coolest one from Kiss, uh, I decided to start as a bass player. Uh, around eight years ago already time flies and um, yeah so that's how it's all started I started um, self-teaching myself at home just playing every single kiss song that I could figure out by ear and uh, yeah a year later I uh, decided to also um, learn the guitar side of just the bass guitar and um, that's how um, I started getting really into the whole guitar thing and discovered more heavier bands such as Megadeth which every time became a little bit more um, 
exciting as a guitarist because more solos, more technical difficulty. And yeah, the, the more I actually uh, got into this heavy world, the, the, that's how I've become as a guitarist, I think. Do you remember, was it, was it just the fact that it looked they were, like they were having so much fun that made you want to play heavy metal? Well, it was not just the fun, of course, it's the music, it's <laughs> the energy that it has. Um, rock and metal mm. music, back when I learned, learned, uh, listened it for the first time, uh, sounded like something completely new to me. Uh, certainly in live concerts, because in live concerts, you can see the energy, you can see how um, the audience reacts to the music. And that's interchange of energy is really uh, amazing to me. Uh, aside of just the music being epic a lot. So I, I used to listen it a lot and every time discovering new genres in, in metal, such as um, I went from thrash metal, I, I discovered there was also black metal and then death metal. And I think, oh, this is endless. There's so many different sounds that I can discover in this. And um, yeah, that's pretty much also the, the, the music really that made me continue practicing and playing. Yeah, there's... There's definitely a vibe about metal music. Like, I don't know if you can relate to this, but when you, especially live, when you see them up there, like rocking out, it's just like, I don't know that any other genre can portray that type of energy and that type of um, feeling. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's something, uh, I, I bind certain feelings to uh, subgenres in the metal. Um, for example, for heavy metal, I bind a very euphoric, happy feeling. As for death metal, a very angry and more, um, how do you say it, uh, catharsis feeling. I don't know how to oh, explain. Catharsis. Yeah, like a yeah. Sort of, um, like letting something out, like getting it off yeah, your chest. Yeah, because with death yeah. metal, it's super heavy, and somehow it's it feels like you're spitting out your soul in that kind of genre. Huh. As for heavy metal, it sounds more like. Mm -hmm nice and happy and melodic which yeah makes me, right uh, this this is the kind of vibes uh, or feelings that i bind to the genres and that's why i can find myself in every style a little bit inspired no uh yeah regarding what kind of day it is sometimes it's a sunny day and i feel happy so i think okay this today i'm gonna listen to some judas priest or yeah that, that kind of thing yeah that's funny that's funny like i i never really thought about that but yeah you can find yourself a little bit of yourself in every genre of music. Exactly. That's I'm interesting. I'm intrigued by this whole concept of energy transfer and and like how metal plays into this because I, I definitely come at it from an outsider. I would I would admit that I have not. Ryan's more into metal traditionally, right, man? You've really turned me on to a lot of this stuff. Uh, it's just not the kind of music I really grew up listening to, right? Like, well, mm -hmm. uh, whatever. I tried to turn him to the dark side. He tried. So, I, you yeah. know, the kind of heavy bands I was listening to was not really focused so much on guitar soloing. And, like, I, I was not coming at it from, with the mind of a guitarist. I came at it from a mind of a, of a lyricist and a, and a singer. But um, this is something that Ryan's actually pointed out to me a bunch of different times. Like, we'll, like, we'll study, we'll look at different bands that are performing, right? And um, he'll, like... We'll be watching the video and Ryan will pause it. And he's like, look, like, look at their expressions, look at their faces, like just and it's like, oh, aha. Yeah, I see that energy that you guys are describing. And and the more he's pointed it out, like the more it's hard. Like, I can't deny it. Like I see anytime I've seen footage of 
any of these big bands like you, you listed off like you look at the engagement of the crowd and it's kind of like where else is it like that like i don't know you don't get that anywhere else yeah i agree with that and i have a quite broad taste when it comes to music i'm open-minded for pop music i'm oh yeah yeah minus for classical music and i've been at classical music concerts myself and i've been at death metal shows and there is a lot of difference of course right <laughs> and, yeah <laughs> but yeah right. there's also some pop musicians that get marsh pits i know that that happens but it's still um not the same as a heavy metal show at all so it, yeah. it, it, it is completely difference in there yeah yeah i just find it really cool that the there's so much like there's a lot of love and energy in those in those spaces and uh there's, there's so much engagement from the people that come to watch the show um yeah. and as as a musician too you're like man i really like how how do you not love that like so such a high level of energy and, and interchange between like the audience and the and the performing group like it's it's really only like the, a lot of these heavy bands where you see it on that level I don't know. I mean, I see it. I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. I, I guess I just I'm fascinated by this energy transfer thing you mentioned. And I, I'm sort of stuck on how it's so vital to music. Like it, it's there has to be a listener. There has to be like a, a back and forth, you know, feedback. Yeah. Yeah. And this is something that you experience as a musician on stage, too. Uh, when you see that someone is like looking straight in, in your eyes when you're playing, like from the audience. And then uh. you see that you feel that and you're like, yeah, you know, that people's paying attention they're enjoying and you see them headbanging and it's just priceless feeling it's the best feeling there is in my opinion to seeing people uh enjoying what you're doing and um i think certainly in heavy metal uh people are really into the music like they're not just maybe listen the most known song of the band but they really probably have listened the whole album a million times and they're even wearing the shirt of the band and they're nerd out about it with the other people and uh, it's like they're kind of music nerds. I'm I'm a music nerd myself, so I'm allowed to say it. <laughs> but I we are that, too. Don't worry. Yeah, we are. Yeah. So th there's a certain metal nerdiness in there that it feels like everyone is so much into it that that's what makes it even more amazing. Yeah, and you know, like your band uh, Cobra Spell, mm -hmm. um, like that classic, classic metal type sound. To me, that that has a really like uplifting vibe like it gets you going it puts a smile on your face like there's something about that particular genre that um i've always really enjoyed because it gets me going it makes me feel good you know yeah and uh, cobra spell is meant to listen in the car when you're riding in the sun under the sun and in the summer right exactly huh. yeah the kind of feeling that i wanted to tr to try to portray um with love venom so uh I'm glad that it's coming through the way um, I wanted it to sound like. Yeah, it is. Uh, you can definitely feel that. Uh, I like the guitar that you play, that Jackson. How did you end up playing that guitar? Like, it's just a mean looking guitar. It's cool. It is actually pretty random why I play this shape. Um, it's not that long ago that I made this transition to only play Warrior guitars. It's the Jackson Warrior, the, the model that I play. Um, I think it's around like four years ago already, four or five years ago that I bought my first Jackson guitar. And I was just looking for a better guitar just when I just joined my previous band because all my guitars were just very broken and not 
not good enough to, to uh, not trustable to play on stage. So I really had to have a good guitar that I could trust and play. With I know them. the feeling. <laughs> so I thought, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to treat myself with something good. So I thought, okay, I'm going to go for a Jackson guitar just because I know that they are a reliable brand. Um, and I'm going to go for that warrior because um, there is this band named revocation, a thrash metal, uh, uh, thrash death progressive band. I don't know what kind of genre they are, but they sound pretty heavy. And uh, the guitarist David Davidson plays a uh, Jackson Warrior. And I always thought it looks awesome, just the way he's playing. It's a very cool guitar. And always these X-shaped guitars were really mesmerizing to me. Um, I, I, I'm owning also a BC Rich Ironbird, which also has such an X shape. So I thought, okay, I'm going for that. Um, I'm going for that warrior shape. So, and after that, I was, I fell in love with that guitar. And now it's always Jackson Warriors. And now I have, uh, I think six Warriors right now. So that's a good thing. <laughs> a whole stable. <laughs> yeah. Bunch of them. You can, can never have... <laughs> You can never have too many guitars. I agree with that. And that's only by the way. I have a lot more, but you're not warriors, unfortunately. <laughs> so ta um, taking a couple of steps back, like where you're from, how is heavy metal music perceived? Like when you were telling maybe your friends and family that you wanted to, you know, play in a heavy metal band or make that kind of music, what, what were the reactions like? Uh, so looking from where I came from, I actually... Um, I'm Dutch myself, but I've lived in Spain for around 11 years, something like that. And then I came back to the Netherlands again. And at age 14, something like that, I'm 22 now. Um, I started getting into KISS, as I said before, um, secretly, actually, just by myself in my own room, very creepy looking in the in YouTube and searching <laughs> for for um, for bands. I don't know why what I was looking for, and somehow I, I stumbled into a Kiss video. Um, just the most known song, like "I Was Made for Loving You," playing live, and I was like, "Wow, this is so awesome!" Actually, and I started searching a lot of YouTube videos from the band, like live videos, um, listen to the whole discographies of of this band. And that's pretty much uh, what I did in my um, free time. But I always was a little bit ashamed to share it with my family because nobody at uh, nobody listened to hard rock or had an extreme uh, music taste. So I was like, oh, if I say that I like Kiss, they're gonna think I have a I'm crazy or something, which is not the case. But I thought that right. because I was little and I was just uh, scared. So. Um, I started making little signs such as singing a certain thing, um, but they were not getting it, of course. And I started uh, asking for a bass guitar for my birthday because uh, I wanted to play bass, but why? Well, because of Kiss, but they didn't know that. So <laughs> I started playing the bass lines very clearly. And I think they heard, oh, this actually sounds a little bit heavier. I said, yes, I'm into heavy music. I said, Oh, and it was it didn't it wasn't that much of a problem because I made it in my head but huh. <laughs> that's kind of how it went and now they are extremely supportive like they've always been super supportive for whatever I do in music so it's all good so good we, this has definitely come up a lot about the support yeah. of the people around you and it's just I love hearing it I love hearing that people get the support that they need like and look what you've been able to do with that 
you know I'm, I'm super lucky for having the parents that i have and for them um accepting the the path that i choose for because being a musician is of course not the most reliable career mm. that you can have as, as a young person so um i'm very happy that they trust on on this path that i chose and that they keep supporting me at any time that's that's just awesome and i wish that everyone could have uh, this kind of support yeah yeah when you started playing the bass and you finally told them about it was that kind of the moment when you're like okay i think i want to do this like i want to make it happen or did you already know before that i think she is frozen Oh, yeah. We can't, we can't hear. She's frozen on my screen too. Yeah, I'm like, she's either frozen or the screen froze or she just, what did they call that? I remember. Hmm, what just happened? She probably is gonna. She's probably gonna come back in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. The connection as well. Someone wrong with the connection. It happens when we're doing these transcontinental meetings. That's interesting, though. Uh, like a oh, a little back. girl, you know, super into Kiss. <laughs> I think it's listening in cool. her room, like behind the scenes, because she's afraid of what her parents will think if they find yeah, out. Yeah, like funny right yeah isn't that funny about about heavy music and i look like welcome back yay can, can you guys hear me again yeah yeah you're back okay my computer shut off very randomly i'm sorry no for way that. it's so okay it's fine <laughs> we know we know everything about any possible technical difficulty that could be had because we've experienced all of them by now so don't, yeah. don't even worry about it <laughs> it's, it's so weird because um Michael's voice went like three times like I I I and then it went all pink and black and I was like what's happening here so, <laughs> yeah I do have a powerful voice it's been known to cause waves I don't know <laughs> sorry, that's probably <laughs> so where uh where were we I think you were about to answer a question and I don't remember what it was now <laughs> I, I know <laughs> when we were talking about your your history and like how well oh I mean, that's what it was your yeah. story about like loving kiss and then like kind of doing it in secret and then like asking for a bait oh, yeah. you know yeah asking so when stuff, that's yeah. what it was yeah when you started playing the bass and you told your family about your your passion for the that type of music was that when you knew yeah. like okay i want to do this like for real like i want to i want to be up there on stage is that when you made that decision yeah, actually, I, I definitely had made that decision already from the beginning because my goal was to um, feel that same feeling that this like Kiss was having on stage. I want to get there. I want to become a musician that plays festivals and um, makes cool music and just that. I had this image of being a stage hero, which I huh. really wanted. I don't know. So that was kind of... Well. <laughs> I guess that that makes sense why you would want to play the lead guitar. 
because the lead guitarist always had their moments up there where the crowd is just focused on them and, you know, just shredding out a solo or something like that. It's blowing people's minds. Yeah, and that, that was kind of the, uh, the little problem that I have been a bass player because I've been a bass player for a very long time, longer than I've been a guitarist, and I've been in more bands as a bass player than as a guitarist, surprisingly. Um, that I always used to be put myself on the front of the stage and just play the bass there and make ex insane moves while everyone was just being like standing there. And I was like, oh, I, yeah. I want to move around. <laughs> You're you know? like in the thick of it. Okay. Yeah, that, that's true. The bass player sometimes would just stand there next to the drummer. Like, yeah, and I didn't hide. <laughs> I didn't want to be that kind of bass player. I want huh. to be the gentleman's kind of bass player that moves and has an insane, um, great stage presence. Um, that's what I wanted to be. Um, but in, in, in all the local bands that I was in, I didn't never feel like I was part of it because everyone was just standing still and I wanted to really have like some movement there. Um, so uh, later on, I started also being the guitarist in a band, in this new band that I joined, which was Burning Witches back then. And then I uh, learned how to be a guitarist in a band, which is a different thing than as being a bass player. And then I learned that I had more of a um, leading role as a as a guitarist and that's something that really attracted me and uh, for now I'm always guitarist in bands so I think it's more um, I like both instruments bass and guitar but with a guitar I can um, feel more like it's my role somehow you're great sorry were you gonna talk Michael yeah we we, we did it again go ahead yeah I don't know like the last two interviews or conversations like we keep talking over each other like every but, 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 i don't know what it is trying to judge the timing <laughs> it's it just the computer syncing it is i feel like i feel like he and i work better when we're in the same room together and it's like i sort of sense his pace a little better i have a harder time doing it this way but i blame him for it it's all his fault it's all anyway fault. let's move 100%. on okay. please you had a question you're gonna ask is the recitation of your voice. <laughs> um, you're technically um, very amazing on the guitar. Thank uh, you. So. What were what was your influence as far as playing lead guitar? Like who who inspired you the most? Um, I have a lot of guitarists that I look up to, and as my main inspiration as the person that really made me want to play guitar additionally to bass was uh, Marty Freeman from Megadeth. And uh, that is of because of, yeah, that is because of his insane solos. Those solos uh, were something that mm -hmm. I was just limited as bass player. So that's what made me make that extra step. Mm. So um, because with four strings or five strings, you cannot play uh, Hangar 18 or anything like that. So I really had to. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But, some of those riffs you did in those solos, you're right, are just awesome. It's just insane. Um, and after knowing Megadeth, I started learning about more uh, guitarists such as Ingvi Malmsteen, Tony McAlpine, and all those um, 80s um, guitar heroes, you know, Steve Vai, um, and all the, I don't know if, if you know this, um, Sharpnel label era of shred which is like the very extravagant 80s guitarists that always play very neoclassical and very har harmony harmonious like jason becker um all those guitarists um are just truly amazing to me 
and uh, big inspiration. So did you have like an ultimate goal, like what where you wanted your playing to be? Or like, how did you develop your style? Because every lead guitar player that's been playing as long as you eventually, they have a style. Yeah. Like, so did I'm, it just happen or it's a combination of everything you kind of listen to or? I'm very far from where I want to be uh, skill wise, but uh, my opinion on how I want to become has changed a lot throughout the years that I've been playing the guitar, certainly in this latest years. When I started playing, um, I really wanted to become fast and play a lot of arpeggios and stuff that Ingvi Mom's team does, like a lot of shred. Sweet uh, picking. Yeah, but mm. exactly. And I've learned these techniques and uh, tried to play a lot of stuff, but I, I realized that what makes me happier is actually composing the melody itself. And I realized that melody is what attracts me the most other than just uh, fast uh, playing or random licks. I wanted something more than that. And I think that melody and harmonization is what really attracts me. So that's why I went into the more melodic guitar players thing. And um, I'm appreciating more uh, trying to find my own sound than just trying to play very fast or copy certain playing of another guitarist. So by just composing my own things with the techniques that I've learned from other guitarists, I'm trying to find what is my optimal way of playing as Sonia Anubis. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that search for- I, I, did, I, was, I didn't want to say anything because I was afraid I was going to talk over him again. <laughs> <laughs> that search for tone uh, is, I feel like it never ends. I mean, every guitar player has to to kind of like find their sound somehow. Yeah, really their voice. Like, yeah, the voice. I really like how, but you're focused on melody and and because melody is so important. And yeah, it's what makes the storyline. And yeah. this is why I push that so much right now, uh, other than just trying to learn a very difficult song. Um, what I always do is I just sing a melody line or something and I try to copy that on the guitar to make it as natural mm. as possible and that's the way I evolve my guitar playing other than just um, playing along to songs which I do a lot of course because I, you learn a lot from it but the most fun part is making up the things yeah being able to be creative um, is there any insight you could give to like how you've gone about finding your own voice on a guitar some people have found it very easy. Other people have found it challenging. Some people are still in the process. Like, how would, how would you give um, an insight to that? I do think there is two different ways to uh, find your own voice. And one of them is trying a lot of technical exercises with scales and trying to find ways to play certain sequences on the modes. And the other way is just by following your own ear. And with that, I mean something that you have heard before, try to verbalize it or sing it. And then from there, trying to play it on the guitar. That second option is actually the one that I prefer to do because I'm, I've always been an ear, uh, ear learner. So I absorb every single melody that I hear and I try to um, sing it and make it my own. And if I'm really out of inspiration, then I will jump into the first option, which would be um, go into the theory and try to uh, create a different sequence with that. So that, um, that those are the ways I like to, to work when I create a solo or create a melody line or anything um, composition related. 
So that would be my advice. Try to do those both ways. I know there's people that is more analytical and uh, will jump into theory directly instead of doing it by ear. Uh, and there's, I know there's people that earn much, that learn much easier because of they heard certain things and they prefer to just directly try it. Do you have a lot of melodies go through your head? Like, do yeah. you have a way to, do you like record them a lot so they don't? Because I know when I have a melody come through my head or if I'm sitting down playing the guitar and I like a cool riff comes on, like, oh, wait, this could be something. Like, in the past, I didn't record it. And yeah. I learned to record it. Like, do you have a, do you have like a way of uh, keeping track of all that? Yeah, I record everything at home. I have my own little do-it-yourself home studio and um, I taught myself um, how to create synthesizers, uh, music on my computer um, or sing my voice because with my voice I can reach exactly what I have in mind. Sometimes my, my guitar playing is very limited to what I have in mind. So uh, that's why I use my synthesizers and uh, my voice to um, record certain things. And then from there, I can try to create something with a guitar or keep it that way. Um, I have a lot of ideas that are totally unfinished, which really sucks that I hope that I will ever use. But um, yeah, so this is my way of actually storing my ideas. And I have a, a lot of melodies that come up. The only problem is um, how do I put them together? So um, yeah, that's, that's always the thing. Yeah, that's always fun, right? When you have like, kind of the intro and you're like oh this would be a good like bridge but it's like what about the rest of it like how does this all fit together that's mm. can be the fun part right from the songwriting exactly. process make a nice flowing song so yeah yeah there's an art to that there's really an art to that mm -hmm. i'm fascinated by that yeah Just or you um i think one thing that helps a lot of musicians is creating a formula so uh, creating your own way of writing songs. I kind of found my uh, way of writing songs, for example, in Crypta and in Cobra Spell, which are my two bands, just because I've now written so much with these two bands for the first album for Crypta and the EP that I, that I kind of find a way to um, do it more times in the future. Um, but it's always a matter of going through that barrier and try to really finish the song. This is always the hardest thing to finish the first song or the second song. And then after that, it becomes a lot easier. Yeah, I to that. it's like, such a process. Learning, learning how to do it is, is such yeah. so interesting. And like but learning hearing how, to how yeah, yeah. Talking about that, like hearing musicians like yourself talk about it is really fascinating because everyone has their own unique perspective and their own unique way of doing it. And we, you can, like we learn, you know, something from everyone that we can apply into our own. Exactly. Own, yeah. And I, I'm so much in the learning process still. There's so much things that I that are undiscovered for me. So the the, the road towards um, what I want to reach is totally endless. Hopefully, yeah. that learning process is never really done. Because with music, there's always something new, and some new approach or some new. I mean, for me, it's I, I kind of uh, scratch that itch, so to speak, with like learning new instruments or just taking like spending time in a new genre or a new style I haven't really spent time in to kind of expose me to other ideas that I hadn't thought of. Or do you do I'm curious, do you do any of that? Like, do you uh, how do you study music? Um, 
like by, by listening you know do you stick with the genres that you're writing in when you're trying to write music do you branch out do you try other genres like when you're trying to when you when you up against a block or something or just curious um i absorb every single different style that i like so yeah. um yeah uh, I don't believe there is uh, barrier uh, barriers in music genres, so uh, I'm fine listening to a lot of synth wave or um, to classic music or um, to the current pop. You know, I sometimes listen to uh, Ariana Grande, as crazy as it might sound. I think for every single artist in the world, um, there is something very interesting. Um, there's very an artist that I really like, which is Carpenter Brood, which is uh, 80s synth wave. Um, but a new kind of style. And I really, really like the melody and the feel of that music. And it inspired me a lot for Cobra Spell. But Cobra Spell is very heavy metal sounding music. So it's totally different. But oh, for example, in classical music, um, you know Bach? Um, mm -hmm. yes. very, it's an amazing componist. Um, but I can see a lot of his elements uh, being in... Um, a lot of guitarists, very shreddy guitarists, they steal a lot of these techniques that he's playing. Well, it's not stealing; it's in its inspiration. Yes, um, they use a lot of. <laughs> they use a lot, a lot of, of uh, harmonic minor scales. Yeah, all, the, all this kind of stuff. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so it's everywhere, and I I like music overall, not just one style. We're the same way, like it. I think if you're really like a musician, you delve into it, you can't help but be a fan of everything. Yeah, exactly. But I have we, to say that, uh, that heavy metal and uh, rock and metal are really my, like my favorite style, my go-to style. And then the others are just like side uh, genres that I also listen to. That would be a little bit it. So have you been able to play out at all or is that something that you are still still aren't able to do right now because of the all the issues in the world do you mean pl played at all what? like shows, um, like shows. live shows ah uh, yes i haven't played a show in a, in a year already oh, which boy. is very uh very weird for me <laughs> so uh, i spent my time just writing music and giving guitar lessons keeping myself busy with anything that is music related and uh yeah that's pretty much how i spend my time right now but i see there's coming a bright future after this with a lot of concerts and i i think a lot of uh, people will appreciate this um occasions a lot more now that we have haven't had it for a whole year that's i i think the whole world is ready for it you know i think we're all like those big shows and those big, I, I mean, even, and it had been a long time since I'd even been to like a real big show myself. And I just like, now that it's been taken away, it's like, now I, it's like, I want to go. I really want to go. I think we all became very antisocial after, after this. So we, <laughs> we need a good dose of social. <laughs> yes. Good time. It enabled, in pit. It enabled my, my uh, being a re recluse, you know? <laughs> It's so you have no like idea a, how deep that goes, Sonia. He's such more a, like Batman. Anyway, okay, dude. Um, <laughs> Batman. Batman's cool, man. He is cool. Yeah. I agree. Except you know. Anyway, so we'll get into him for a second. <laughs> so um, it seems like that is probably 
pretty hard for you considering how long you've been regularly playing live shows and you talked about that that's like one of the main things that you appreciate doing so how has it been I, rough it's it's been rough because i miss a lot um playing concerts and feeling that um that audience interaction and just being on stage and moving around and playing the, the music live is is just the best thing so if you don't have it it's it loses a lot from being musician so um and it was my actually my uh, my main way of going out you know in, in the main, main way of seeing the people that i um yeah. that i think are cool and and you know it's it's my way of going out so it, that's all gone um all i can do is just work forward for that time when the time comes that it's possible again but we're planning so much in forward with my bands that there's gonna be enough uh i'm sure for the future that's cool and you know it makes me think uh how is it coming across to you when you know people from all over the world are finding you or finding your band because of social media and all that was that a surprise um I, i'm not realizing yet yeah. that there's so many people because i'm just here living in a little town in the netherlands and just doing right. my <laughs> so um i only believe it when i actually see an audience in front of me that's the only <laughs> I actually believe it. but um, probably not the attitude to have <laughs> even though i see i see there is a lot of support through social media i see all the people reacting and uh watching the videos that I make on YouTube and people actually buying my merchandise or the LPs or CDs, whatever um, things. It's all very um, amazing to me. Um, I, I just see getting an order in, it's already like, whoa, someone just got an order. Ooh, that's awesome. So it, it all means a lot. Yeah. yeah, it's really, for us, it's been awesome too, because like people like yourself, we probably never would have had the chance to to talk to or to, to hear your music like not too long ago so the you know the fact that we have social media and these technologies that allow us to to experience music from people all over the world you know mm. not just the big well, bands here in the united states you know yeah yeah it's yeah. It, I, I think that's a very good thing um because promotion become a lot easier um back in the 90s and 80s 70s even you know all the spends before uh really needed a label to push them uh, forward in promotion and getting right. them, uh, yeah. worldwide and now we can just promote for free on internet and uh or you can hire a, a promo guy who, who will send all meals to, to to throughout the world and get it done something so easy um we can do now yeah it's cool like and again like being able to, mu to meet musicians from all over the world it's funny how everyone it seems has the same ultimate goal like you do which is mm. the on-stage performance the sharing your energy with an audience the trying to share that vibe that you enjoy with other people like yeah it's funny how that always comes up would you agree with that yeah and i'm just i'm inspired by like how many like because i met a lot of musicians here in the u.s just growing up and doing things with music but like to actually get to meet musicians from like different parts around the world and hear so many things that i can resonate with and, and understand and 
Like it's it kind of blows my like it kind of blows my mind that the the social has allowed us to to network in the way that we've been trying to network, right? Like the, the, to be able yeah. to meet people like you, like it's so cool. We're also we're also blown away that you speak English so well. Like yeah. Every, we we talk to a lot of people from from overseas, and it's like, oh, I don't know if I can do an interview in English, and then they come on, and I'm like, how do you speak English? Yeah, so and they well? speak better than me. <laughs> like, okay. I I think this is also an internet thing because you're kind of forced. So if, if you're having connection with people outside of your own country, you're forced to speak English or type English and mm. you automatically automatically learn it. Um, yeah, so it, I think it's awesome that we are able to have an interview and you, you guys are probably in America, I think. Yes, right, yeah. Yeah, and, and I'm here in the Netherlands, which is totally overseas somewhere else. And um, yeah, that's, that's very cool. Have you been here to play before i haven't played in america before but i've been in america okay in the, USA, so in the united is it so compared to the netherlands um is it drastically different it is insanely different it is super different everything here is very small and uh, it's a little country that i live in and it's rainy and um yeah and and people are very um how do you say it? Uh, very in themselves. So uh, they all only care, uh, they, not they only care about themselves, but they're too busy in their own world. Uh, as in uh, um, when I was in the United States, um, they go talk to you and they ask you things and everything is very big. And um, yeah, it's totally different. It's like I end, uh, when I went there, it's like I ended up in a different dimension. <laughs> <laughs> a different dimension, huh? I like it a lot there, and I'm I'm waiting until the time that I can have my first concert there. Again, like it's really funny to me. Uh, like, I feel like there's a big market for the style of metal that you play. Mm. We've talked to other bands too. I'm surprised that there hasn't been something organized to like have. Well, obviously because of the pandemic, but like to yeah. have a lot of the really cool overseas bands just do a festival together here in the United States. I think that'd be really cool. Oh my gosh, that'd be amazing. I'm I'm sure it's gonna happen. I'm sure it's gonna happen yeah. after everything clears up, and I'm sure that with Crypt, that's gonna be probably the first band that we're gonna play there. Um, the only hard thing is always the the visa stuff. You know, we have mm. to pull out. But um, I'm sure there will be a time, maybe in one or two years. Who knows? Yeah. So, do you have like? Anything else coming up that we should know about or be looking forward to your fans? Like, uh, yes, I have that, a, you, that you can talk about. We don't want to get you in trouble. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, with Crypta, uh, we are uh, in the process of releasing our first album. So, uh, the, the first full length, um, this, which is going to come out very soon. We have a single coming next month. I can't say which day yet, but um, uh, everyone can stay. Um, in touch of the social media accounts of Crypta. And then with Cobra Spell, I'm currently um, making the demos of the new album. So um, after the EP is coming a new album, I'm not exactly sure when we're gonna take it out. Um, yeah, but we're working on that. And I am joining something new, but I'm not allowed to tell that, but I'm just saying that <laughs> something new is coming, but that's all I can say. <laughs> Yeah. Just, 
you'll uh, keep everyone updated on your social media, though, I'm sure, right? So. Exactly. So um, people can follow me on uh, Sonia Anubis and uh, on, on all social pages, actually. So, yeah. So when you started out, like, in this world, did you have, like, an ultimate goal? Or was it just, I just want to be able to be on stage and play music for the rest of my life? You just taking um, it as it comes? My um, ultimate goal was to play on a festival named Wacken. Oh, the and open air? Yeah. Yeah. But I, it already happened um, past year. And then I thought, okay, I need to get a new dream because it already happened. <laughs> Everything's so fast. So I need to really uh, step up my game. Yeah. What is that like to accomplish something like that so young and like, yeah, like to that shift? It was really, um, it was indeed just a dream come true. So um, it felt like unreal, um, very emotional. And it was better than I even thought that it would be. Um, but every time it's, I have always the feeling that it has to be better and better. And every huh. time um, now I feel like my, my goal I have certain goals and visions that I have, such as I really want to tour the world and tour in the USA because I've never done that. Um, tour with certain musicians. Uh, I would love to support KISS, which I don't know if it's ever going to happen because they're on, the, on their ending world tour. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, it still has to happen. And uh, I had this dream of meeting um, Gene Simmons from KISS. Um, and I thought that it would never happen, but then it happened also two years ago and it's like oh, crazy. Wow. Yeah, but um, yeah, there is a lot of things, but I think my main, main life dream is really touring the world and being able to uh, rely on it and live from it until I die, kind of, yeah. How was it meeting Gene Simmons? Was that, how did you feel in that moment? It had to be a little surreal, right? I uh, started crying, obviously. <laughs> I never, I never uh, cry when I meet someone at all. Right. I never do. So the, the fact that I did it means really something. Um, and I was uh, out of words. And um, yeah, I just, I, I didn't have much words. So I, I said, said to him that he's the reason why uh, I was in that festival that I was playing at and that I was playing bass and guitar for him because of him, you know? So um and then he just said, don't, don't do drugs and alcohol. That's the only thing he said to me. And I'm like, okay. And then we took a picture and that's all. <laughs> that's good advice. <laughs> Solid. It's advice that I took uh, by heart and actually um, put it into practice. So it, it actually meant something. So, good. yeah. That's cool. You also, you also talked about the, is it Vakin? Is that how you pronounce it? Vakin? Open yeah. air? Open air. Yeah. That I I didn't really know about that, but obviously through YouTube and things like I've seen a lot of performances there, and that looks like one of the most awesome things that you could take part in. Like, what is that experience like? It's absolutely incredible because of the way musicians get treated. Aside of also having a guaranteed a big audience, um, right? It's it's just guaranteed an amazing experience that you, know, you will not forget and compared to uh, to festivals that i've played before it really is amazing so um yeah it, it the whole thing is a very cool experience 
It seems like the crowd is just so amped up the whole time too at that thing. Like yeah, talk about engagement, crazy. right? Yeah, engagement. And wow. It kind of depends on which stage you're playing, and I didn't even play like the biggest stage of that festival. It was, um, it was the mid-sized stage or something like that, but. I think for, to me, it was like <laughs> I never had such an audience in front of me. So it, it, I, for me, it was still incredibly amazing. Um, and I might play there again, but I'm, I cannot say too much. <laughs> <laughs> How many people would you say attend? Uh, do you have any idea? I have no idea. I, I knew the number, but I probably already forgot it. <laughs> I was curious about that. Yeah, just seeing that sea of people, like... Are you comfortable with that? Like when you get up on stage, you just see that sea of people like ready to hear a performance. Are yeah. you comfortable with that? I'm just... I am, yeah. Yeah, because I know that can be difficult. But if I have to play a song in front of friends or, or family, I get very scared and nervous. Mm. But when I have to play in front of a lot of people, it just disappears. It's like I can do whatever I want on stage and feel comfortable. It's weird. Yeah, that is an interesting thing. Like, I think most musicians feel the same way, right? Yeah. Easier to play in front of more people than it is to have, like, two people sitting there watching you. Exactly. <laughs> focus on those two people that are paying attention. If you don't please them enough, then those two people won't enjoy it. So <laughs> audience, two people. Guaranteed that maybe some people will be enjoying the show. Yeah. Yeah, that's funny. Well... Hopefully we get back to it soon. Like I, I didn't know the last concert I went to was going to be the last concert I went to yeah. for a long time. <laughs> well, let's hope it's not the last one. That yeah. We... Oh gosh. <laughs> yeah, it's just funny, but I'm glad. I'm really glad that you know, young people like yourself are picking up the metal thing and not letting it go away. I never will. I, yeah. <laughs> I'm a, like, that's, that's one of the genres that really speaks to me too. I've been a big metal fan my whole life. And uh, there was a while there, I'm like, oh my gosh, like, is guitar music going to survive? Mm. You know? I hope, I hope, I really hope. Um, yeah. I also feel like there is this goal for me to really try to get as much young people involved with the guitar as, as I can. So whatever I can do, uh, I will try um, to spread the, the 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 joy of guitar. I mean, that's good. It's a noble. Th I mean, yeah. When, when you play, cool. when you place a guitar in someone's hand, they instantly become a better person. So, you know, you think so? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they definitely become cooler. I know that. I mean, there are some guitars that are not that kind. I. I, I <laughs> But, I, you know, I think when you think of a guitar player, Sonia, it's probably exactly what I think of, you know, like someone up there just shredding away. So that's my idea of a guitar player. I guess everyone has their own idea of what it is, right? <laughs> someone touching strings on a piece of wood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? When you break it down, that's really what it is. Yeah. <laughs> well... Thank you, Sonia, for joining us. We yeah. are, it's a code red. Code red. Time up. 
our time is up. Yeah, thank, thank you, you for so taking much the time for uh, for the questions. These were very very good questions, and I really enjoyed it. Well, thank you. Uh, we know that as a musician, your time is is valuable, and uh, we appreciate you giving us some of your time and allowing our listeners to get to know you, and they're going to get to know your music. So we always enjoy that too. And you guys are doing a great thing. I'm, I'm happy that there is a lot um, people like you uh, showing the support for music and for young musicians. They're out there trying to 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 get some exposure or trying to to make fulfill their dreams. And people like you give them just a little bit more of support, and that's awesome. Thank you. Like I'm inspired by a lot of the young musicians that we well, um, all of them actually, the ones we've met, every single one of them that we've met. Um, it really like. It, it encourages me to see people like get into instruments, like get into music and make it their pursuit, make it their life. Like um, it blows me away. It's really cool. Thank you for your time. Thanks for coming on. And um, thanks for making music. I, I will add this too, Sonia. Like we definitely are inspired by people like you because you're being as young as you are and have, having accomplished everything that you've accomplished so far, like you had to make that decision at a very young age that you were going to do this. And we've, we've seen it time and time again, that people like yourself were able to make a decision that big at such a young age and stick yeah. to it. Like the drive that you have is really inspiring. It's inspiring. So, Thank you so much. Heck yeah. Well, folks, you know where to find us. Anchor.fm slash in. I'm just, I'm going to shut it down. Shut it down. No, so go red. How do, how, where would you direct people if they wanted to, to hear your music and follow you? What's the best way to do that? So for cover spell, you can uh, search us on Spotify or any streaming platforms uh, for cover spell and on Facebook, Instagram, cover spell. And for our physical merch, you can go to um, www.coverspell.com. Um, from Crypta, we don't have any merch yet. Uh, we are releasing our album very soon and then it, everything will be promoted on our social medias, which is um, Crypta Death on both Instagram and Facebook. And for everything related uh, to me as a uh, musician, uh, everything is just Sonia Nubis. So on every single social channel. And Crypta Death is with a C or a K? With a C. So it's it, um, CR uh, Greek I. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. So go go find her, everyone. Go Go listen to the music. You will enjoy it. Yay. <laughs> I hope. <laughs> I hope. <laughs> oh, I, I, by the way, just a very side note. I also have a YouTube channel, which I um, regularly post a lot of guitar videos and guitar related content on there. It's also oh, cool. this. Yeah. Sonia Nubis. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Very cool. Oh, all right. I just Ryan, wanted to make sure she got all that Yeah, out there. please. Well, I thought well, she did social earlier, but I didn't realize because there's multiple bands. Yeah. Sorry. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um Ryan, anything else you'd like to add? Hashtag Sonia Rocks. Yay. <laughs> oh, what happened? I put oh. us back on the desktop. 
because we're going to rock out here. We're, you know, I'm going to serenade you a bit here. Hold on. Here we go. Show closer. Here we go. We love you all. Bye. Thank you, Sonia. Bye. Oh, there you are. <laughs>